Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include investor purchases of U.S. homes, my interview with Ally Homes' Brandon Snow on the latest health gauges of the American housing market, and why rates continue to grind higher. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Agile, bringing the mortgage capital markets into a new digital era. From lenders to dealers, Agile is the new way to quote MBS. Learn more at trade-agile.com. Not every house is a three-bedroom, two-bath, single-story, subdivision home. Appraisers and underwriters aren't big fans of places that aren't. Due to the lack of comps or problems in saleability, should something go wrong. Housing prices, just like mortgage rates, have at their base the influences of supply and demand. So there's a particularly interesting story titled Investor Purchases of U.S. Homes Fell by 45.8% on a Year-Over-Year Basis, with the largest declines occurring in pandemic boom towns such as Las Vegas and Phoenix. In other housing and finance trends, Seattle-based Fly Homes Mortgage Division is offering a buy-now-refi-later promotion, where a homebuyer who takes out a loan with the company can refinance for free later if rates drop. Where links to those stories, as well as latest lender and broker services and products, servicing products and tools, and webinars and trainings to wrap up February, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Ally Holmes' Brandon Snow to talk about the latest health gauges of the American housing market and some of the Fed's calculus and its recent decisioning. So the Fed the other week raised rates 25 basis points. They are expected to do so again at the March meeting, but now expectations are pricing in another 25 basis point hike in May. And what's your take on what's going on? What's the Fed's calculus right now? And and give us kind of a high level overview of uh, the economy out there. Yeah, Robbie, th- thanks for the time this morning. And, and, and I would even go so far as to say there, there's, I, I think, mild risk even beyond the potential 25 in, in May, which would certainly the market was not pricing in as, uh, you know, as, as recent as probably pre the jobs report in, in early February. I, I think the Fed has been overtly clear that inflation is their, you know, singular mandate. And while we have seen some softening in those numbers, you know, relative to last year and, and, and even month over month, they're they're nowhere near where they need to be. And I think they're trying to be mindful of, of the fact that they're dealing with a huge data lag here, which is why I think you saw them soften into the 25 and, and are projected to probably kind of keep it in that range as we go forward. But I, I think if Inflation doesn't continue to really moderate into the back half of this year. You could you could see them you know go beyond that fifty that's that's priced in now between May uh, May and March. How has the market reacted to the latest Fed rate hike? If you take uh, LOs out there through kind of prices of Treasuries or mortgage backed securities and how they acted. Yeah, you know I think we got some relief. In in the early part of this year, again, kind of all pre that that you know that Feb jobs number, uh, the market obviously has moved uh, you know pretty quickly the other way in, in light of that as the market started to digest you know more than more than one more hike that that, that we had priced in, in in March. Obviously in January, I, I think we got some relief in in mortgage rates that that was probably 
unexpected based on where we kind of all thought things would would shake out in Q1. And, and I think everybody felt good about pipelines December to, to January. I, I think lock volume was up in market somewhere in the context of, of 30%. And I think a lot of that was just driven out by the fact that consumers were were really for the first time in quite some time feeling some degree of relief on the affordability front. Obviously, you've got home prices moderating somewhat and, and, and then you had rates rallying from that, you know, that seven range back down into that very low six. And in some instances, even in January, we we, we saw five handles uh, depending on the scenario and, and the given day. And so I, I think it was good to see that consumers reacted favorably to that move. And I think it could potentially set us up to see more of that movement if if the Fed gets to a point where it's done and, and growth slows and, and we start to see a little bit of a rally later this year. Yeah. Could you take us inside kind of the upward pressures on rates and then the downward pressures on rates, different scenarios that could happen? Uh, obviously, people are hoping for for lower mortgage rates to get even more potential borrowers off the sidelines. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, you know, if anything, January is a good sign that the buyer is uh, the the borrower, but buyer mostly in, in, in this particular environment is ultra sensitive right now to rates, which to your point could set us up for some some more health uh, if, if rates move that way. I, I think a couple of things on that front, Robbie, you know, one thing that not just us, but that we've been really watching and, and talking a lot about is um a historically abnormal relationship between 10-year treasury and 30-year mortgage rates. You know, if you look at that spread over a long period of time, it, it it's somewhere in the, the mean is somewhere in the context of 170 basis points, which would suggest based on current 10-year at 370-ish that, you know, we should be somewhere in that that low to mid five range. And, and we know we're sitting well over six with a spread that is you know, more like 270, 280 basis points. We, we've seen some moderation of that spread, I think, over the last couple of months, but it still remains super elevated. And, and I think, you know, that that that's going to need to move a little bit, even if rates move lower to really put us in a position where, um, you know, we're, we're seeing some big move in rates. I, I also think that once the Fed is done and, the market starts to assess kind of the things it would normally assess, like trajectory of growth, that that we're poised to see some relief, as I would expect growth will not be there, um, you know, over the next few quarters, even if we see something that's non-recessionary from a, a consumer credit standpoint, I, I still think growth is going to be paltry and, and likely sets us up to uh, rally from where we are today on, on tens and, and hopefully, you know, Mortgage rates follow that trajectory, and then if you see a little bit of softening in that spread, you you really could start to pick up some some accretiveness uh, relative to where rates are today. Could you talk about the headwinds in the housing market and what it would take or what it will take to overcome them and get back towards a, a normal volume environment? And, and, and you're talking, Robbie, specifically about just pace of home sales and, and inventory, home sales, inventory, rates, prices. Yeah, I mean, I think that the inventory piece is one that I, I think will be a long, you know, sort of slow crawl back up. I, you know, we are probably a, about double relative to where we were last year in, in the inventory front, still well off of, you know, what you would call a, a normal balance between supply and demand. 
I think there's a you know there's some structural things obviously there in, in terms of the pace of of home builds. Uh, you know we we still are underbuilding relative to demand, no, no doubt about it, and that's really been obviously a a, a, a trajectory that's been true really uh, in, in every year since the, the the financial crisis or the Great Recession. So that's part of it, and and, and then I think too. You know, and, and I think everyone knows this that, that is somewhat close to it. But I think it's going to take a, a, a relief in, in rates that's meaningful in order to push some of those folks that, you know, are sitting in that, you know, call it high two to, to high three percent range on their 30 year fixed rates that they you know likely refinanced during the pandemic to to feel OK about trading out of that rate and 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 into something that will no doubt be higher. But I certainly think if, if we get back into that, you know, four and a half to five context that people will feel uh, less consternation about that trade. We'll start to list homes again and, and then should see some buyers push off the sidelines as they feel a little bit of, of benefit on the affordability side. And, and it should set us up for, again, some some more healthier inventory levels, uh, you know, either later this year or next year seems like lenders are trying to diversify their product mix in order to help out borrowers and, and things like uh, HELOCs have become more popular over the last year too. What are you working on over at Ally Home? What uh, What's it going to take to win market share? Yeah, we, we are, um, you know, we, we are a, a, a digital first direct lender. So I, I think the big thing that that we're all collectively always facing in, in that posture is is how to be relevant to the, the purchase consumer. And so, um, working on a number of what I'd call just, you know, value propositions or digital forward engagement tools to really support that that purchase borrower and, and kind of their journey to home ownership. Really focused on uh, folks that are early in their journey and and really being an educational resource for them at, at the beginning as they sort of you, you know navigate things like budget monthly payment, the effect interest rates has on that, and, and, and then obviously start kind of that that home search process. So I think that's the big thing that that, that probably the industry is, is certainly focused on, um, but 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 certainly us as well. Very nice. Well, I appreciate you making the time for me today. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, Robbie. Take care. In a week full of significant economic releases, inflation took center stage last week. January's monthly inflation came in hotter than expected at 0.5%, and December prices, previously negative, were revised to a small increase. If there was a silver lining, it was that year-over-year inflation moderated slightly to 6.4% from 6.5%. Shelter costs, food costs, and energy prices all saw large year-over-year increases. Producer prices also experienced an acceleration in January, with PPI up 0.7% month-over-month. Prices for goods rose 1.4%, while prices for services were up 0.4%. Retail sales blew out expectations, increasing 3% last month, while core retail sales were up 1.7%. Stronger-than-expected economic data at the start of the year, combined with slower-than-desired declining inflation, has shifted expectations for monetary policy. Analysts are now forecasting three more 25 basis points rate hikes. After financial markets in the U.S. were closed for the President's Day holiday yesterday, this holiday-shortened week is jam-packed with Treasury supply, as well as economic updates on global PMIs, the state of the housing market, the second look at Q4 GDP, PCE, and Michigan sentiment. FedSpeak continues, while the minutes from the latest FOMC meeting will be released Wednesday afternoon. 
Kicking off the economic calendar is S&P Global Manufacturing and Services Indices, due out later this morning. That will be followed by existing home sales. And we begin the trading week with agency of gas prices worth an eighth to a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 3.88, after closing Friday at 3.83%. The two years yielding 4.67%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. We thought it was our ability to love that made us human. It turns out that it is actually our ability to select each image containing a boat. Or stoplight or mountain or whatever. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Agile. Bringing the mortgage capital markets into a new digital era. From lenders to dealers, Agile is the new way to quote MBS. To learn more, visit trade-agile.com. about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.